I'm Corina Ortega, just a regular Venezuelan woman who is passionate about being the voice she once needed by helping you navigate through your own people-pleasing recovery journey. I walk with you through the lessons I've learned throughout my own process and give you the tools that will help you make decisions that start prioritizing your own needs. Think of it as our personal date with a menu full of clarity and awareness. Get ready to learn and be challenged to dig deep through these conversations to unravel this prioritizing journey together. This is the Inner Pleaser Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Inner Pleaser Podcast. Thank you for being here once again. And for those that are tuning in for the first time, welcome to the family. Today, we're going to be speaking about all things self-compassion. Um, this topic is one that is very close to my heart because it's one that I've had a very rough time internalizing and it's one that I continue to learn nowadays and I think is yet another important tool to learn from in our recovery journeys. So let's dive in. You know, I always like to start my episodes with a story about my life just so that you can understand where I'm heading. So um, one day I was coming home late at night from losing a tennis doubles match in super tie. You know, having that common bitter feeling every competitive person like myself has after losing a very tight match. If you know anything about tennis, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyways, I came home went over to greet my mom and after telling the her that we had lost she asked me the following question this was the first thing she said to me after I told her that we lost she was like whose fault was it who who made the most amount of mistakes and I'm not kidding that was her question so I'm gonna leave that there and I'll come back to it uh, just so that I can give you a little bit more about my background. Um, when I was in school, I was the person that was constantly asked for my grades. I was compared with others that did better in the class. Um, I was the girl that was asked about my grades. And whenever I said I got an 18, let's say, because in my country we were rated up to 20. So let's say I got 18, I was asked, why didn't you get a 20, right? So I was raised being praised for my grades, for my achievements or my performances. And with that, um, I learned how to excel in everything I did just to have that type of validation or approval because that's how I understood how I got loved. So the discipline and responsibility I learned to have in that process by being like that are some of the best qualities I have nowadays and they have helped me achieve many other things along the way 
the problem is the amount of stress I was putting myself in and the internal dialogue I was having with myself when I was not the best and when I was not achieving or when I failed. I basically grew up in an environment where there was so much value given to third-party opinions. My image, my behavior or personality, I think was always shaped by what others might think. And whenever I didn't meet those expectations, I honestly punished myself really bad. It is said that most people-pleaser journeys start by that need of pleasing their parents. And I honestly think that mine was not the exception. Um, But I can speak about it now from, I think, a healed place. Um, Just acknowledging that they honestly did everything they could with the parenting resources that they had at the time. And this mainly made me understand that I learned how to punish myself for making mistakes and for failing. And that sort of shaped my perfectionist self at a very young age because that protected me from failing. Um, Now, from a place of consciousness and understanding, I... I'm learning how to, you know, give that perfect being up and just start to accept my imperfect self. But mainly what I learned um, from what I was receiving is that I had to be the best, that I had to excel at everything just to be loved or to be approved. I sort of understood that not being the best or not having 20s or not excelling at everything meant danger. Um, So whenever I failed or whenever I did not um, fulfill those expectations, I punished myself quite hard. And I cannot say that I do not do that anymore. (laughs) I think that's sort of my nature And that will be something that will always be with me. And that's one of the lessons that I am constantly working on. Because I know that that's the ego, you know, speaking. And that ego is always there to protect me from what I understood danger was. And it will always try to avoid that failure whenever I want to step out of my comfort zone or just try something new. Um, In fact, it was really present when I was creating the whole podcast. And, you know, the things that it normally say when I'm trying something new is it will be a waste of time. There are many people doing the same thing or speaking about the same thing. This is not creative enough. No one will find it valuable and so on and so forth. So now that I have accepted who I am and what I have to offer, 
I have learned how to build that self-compassionate voice. And it has become easier to speak up and say, this is the best that I can do. I believe it will have a lot of value for those that need it. And it's all based on my own experiences and what I have to give in my own message. Therefore, it is authentic. It is okay. It is good. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't come out this way naturally and effortlessly. It's all part of a process in order to get to that point. But I think one thing that has helped me to connect more with that self-compassion is how I started to value myself and identify when this egoic self or this egoic voice wants to dominate and one thing I took from uh, Dr. Nicole Pera's book um, was to give it a name and I even named it El Mostrico in Spanish um, it would be Little Monster uh, yeah that could be a fair translation for it um, but naming it basically allows me to separate from those thoughts and acknowledge that they have a protective purpose um, and that they are making space for my self-compassion to come and dominate in those spaces and in those moments. But in my case, it's not easy at all because that punishment voice is always there um, it will always be, but I think it's a matter of, again, practice and doing the work just to be able to understand when it is dominating and just to, you know, lower the volume of that one and finding the self-compassionate um, voice to take over. So it's funny because a few days ago, uh, the moment I'm recording this episode, I had a paddle competition and I was speaking to my mom and um, I was telling her that I had the competition and the first thing she said was, you have to win. You have to win because I always won, so you have to win. Um, she was a tennis player back in her day, so um, she was a really good one. So that's where she's coming from, right? So obviously now that I've done the work... Um, or that I continue doing it, I don't let that pressure be on my shoulders. And I've had to learn how to remind myself that it's okay to fail. It's okay if you don't win. Um, not easy, again, but it's easier than it was before, without a doubt. I understood that this was the narrative So if I wanted something to change, I needed to be the one changing. So I've had to learn um, how to be okay with my own self-approval and my own self-validation. Learning how to give myself some grace, basically. So for last, I want to end with an extract of Brené Brown again, um, that it says like this, when we are perfectionists, our self-worth is on the line. 
there is no way to obtain perfection. It is all about perception. And we have no control over it. No matter how hard we try, when we become more loving with ourselves, letting go of shame of what others might think, we start to embrace who we are with our own virtues and our imperfections. So I think that probably sums it all up. Maybe you want to go back and listen to that again so that you can let it sink in. Self-compassion, it's such a wide topic and most probably it's gonna come back or we're going to continue to talk about it through this podcast. But my hope for you today is that you can become empowered by the consciousness that we are building together and that you start learning how to be your best ally when the thoughts become challenging. If you have any suggestions about any topics that you would like to dig deeper in or that you would like my insights on, go to the link in the description of this episode and you can leave all your suggestions there. I'll be glad to read you and see what we can create together. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for finishing this episode of the Inner Pleaser podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I cannot wait for you to listen to the next one. If you liked what you heard today and find yourself wanting more, click on the subscribe or follow button and head on to corinaortega.com.